Ова е подкаст од Европски муавети на Младински сојуз. Добро дојдовте. Овде главна струја се младите. Млади размислуваат, млади говорат. Уживајте. Hello. Uh welcome to our 8th episode of the series of podcast European Talks. Uh episode which are created and led by the young people. Uh, which are topics that are uh, close to them and in t- uh, the main focus of this podcast are uh, 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 strictly the young people. Uh, so to get, uh, I would like to say thank you and a big appreciation to Europe House and the European delegation North Macedonia uh, who are supporter of this initiative. Um, today in that name we are in Europe House and also because the main focus are the youth Our topic for the t- today's episode of the podcast is young people as the future of Europe. And not by chance today here, uh, we are talking with a person uh, who is one of the biggest promoters of the European values, but also is recognized by the young people as their great supporter. Uh, so I won't talk any longer. Uh, Mr. Ambassador David Gear, uh, good afternoon. Bravo, Andrea. Uh, nice to see you. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, thank you for accepting our invitation. Uh, so my name is Andre Stojkovski and I'm 21 years old, a student at the Faculty of Civil Engineering. I'm passionate volunteer, passionate traveler, uh, but also moderator of this episode today. Uh, so I will kindly ask you to uh, present yourself in the same way. Great. So I'm David Gear. I'm the EU ambassador here. And by the way, we're sitting in a very festive Europe house with lots of decorations for the for Christmas and the New Year. Uh, so I'm, uh, I've been here in North Macedonia for just over 15 months. It's been a great experience. Um, before that, I've lived in quite a few countries, in, in Georgia, Armenia. I've lived in Jerusalem, uh, France, uh, and I was born and grew up in the UK, but I'm also Belgian. Nice. Uh, so nowadays, uh, the hot topic in our country is uh, EU integration process. But uh, we can all agree that not only the politician has the have the key role uh, regarding this process, but they are also the young people who are going to be the future leaders and uh, future decision makers in our country. Uh, so according to you, uh, what is the role of the young people uh, in the uh, process of EU integration in our country? Well, you're, you're absolutely right. They're not Young people are not just going to be the, the key decision makers and the leaders in the future, they're also going to be the future EU citizens. So um, they have a hugely important role to play. Uh, and I would say that that role consists of, first of all, in demanding that and impressing for the kind of reforms which the European Union, which is necessary to join the European Union. And young people can play a really key role in that, in making sure that those reforms go forward because after all they're in the interests of everyone. Uh, and secondly, and I think this is a bit very much what, uh, what you're doing, is promoting the, the values that the European Union stands for, but which also so many young people believe in. And I think in both those, those capacities, you have a huge role. You can be real, um, bring, you can really bring about change. Thank you. So we define the role of the young people in this process. Uh, so now I would like to ask you to uh, put your place like in uh, young people from like a young person from North Macedonia. So for example, to put that you're in my place. So if you were Andre, uh, what will you do to support the EU integration process in uh, your country? So in North Macedonia, like in our case, in my case. 
So the first thing I would do is um, uh, encourage you to have confidence in what you're doing. Older people uh, actually do listen to young people. Young people have an amazing voice, an amazing capacity to bring about change. So uh, you should be quite confident in your abilities and in the voice that you represent for change. And what I would say is do exactly what you're doing. Engage, engage, engage. Engage in public debates. Talk to fellow students um, so that you together can work more effectively. Talk to decision makers. Talk to the media. Talk to your parents. That's also great because I know uh, in my own capacity as a parent that I learned a lot, a great deal from our daughter. So uh, I just don't underestimate the power that you have to bring about change. Thank you. Uh, youth Alliance Khrushchevo since 2003 is organizing the International Youth Conference European Values uh, for the Future of the Sea Countries. So basically each, each year in Khrushchevo we are gathering around 50, 60 people and we are uh, when the, we are the main focus is promotion of the European values but also the young people have the opportunity to shape the future of the region and how their vision of the of the of this uh, southeastern europe region is uh, so my next question and i'm really curious to know how the eu ambassador in north macedonia is promoting the uh, european values among the young people that are living here well first of all it's not the eu ambassador it's uh, also the EU delegation, we have 77 members of staff working at the EU delegation. We have 16 member states here on the ground. We have three Europe houses and we have 16 young European ambassadors. So it's a whole army of people. And we have many projects and many, many activities um, which are designed to promote engagement with young people. How do I do it? Uh, I mean, I certainly support everything that we can do to reach out to young people. I engage in public debates with young people. I enjoy meeting young people across the country when I'm traveling. I very much enjoy the work that Europe House does as well. And most of all, I'm really enjoying and learning from the young European ambassadors that we have uh, who have really interesting perspectives on, on uh, what's important to young people. I'm very active. Uh, I think this is a, one of my favorite parts of my job. Um, and I'm very engaged and I also enjoy listening to young people because very often they know what needs to be put right and they have got some pretty good ideas about how to go about it. Thank you. And unfortunately in uh, our country we are somehow the only used to criticize like everything that's happening on around us. Like we criticize the government, we are criticized the, the, a lot of initiatives that are happening around us. But not, we are not, I would say, aware as, I would say, as, uh, not only as young people, but also as the people in uh, this country, we are not aware about the good practices and good role models that we have here in North Macedonia. Uh, so, um, according to you, is there any uh, good practice or good r role model that uh, should be implemented in EU countries, that, but is coming from North Macedonia? Like, you know, um, when I was a student, I was critical. And I think it's good to be critical. You need to be critical. You, that criticism should be based on engagement. You want things to be better. You want change to come about. The opposite of that is criticism which is just cynical, where you just go out and you don't, you don't, want, you don't actually invest in changing things. So I do welcome criticism, including of the European Union. 
because it shows an engagement about wanting to see something better. I mean, there are lots of things that we can talk about in North Macedonia which are positive, uh, inter-ethnic relations. It's not perfect, there are difficulties, but there's a huge amount being achieved since 2001 when the country was on the brink of very difficult uh, a conflict. So that's a great achievement. Um, the Pressburg Agreement was, a, I think, a model to everyone uh, internationally about what can be done when governments get together in a spirit of compromise with the aim of ensuring improved relations between countries. And since then, we've seen a real uptick in the economic relations between Greece and North Macedonia. And the third thing what I would say is you're doing it, young people. Uh, I meet young people across the country. The engagement, the way in which they articulate um, what they want, I think that's a model. And I'm sure that young people in European Union countries will be impressed and also learn from them too. I agree. And also now we are in the middle of the pandemic. So the COVID pandemic has been, uh, I think, two years till now. In March 2020. Uh, March, yes, two years. So we were in lockdown. And uh, I would say that uh, the um, like all the countries, all the people were in crisis, but especially the young people were the one who was uh, who were in crisis. So they were they had a lot of needs. I mean, regarding the quality of education, because like uh, we didn't know what we are doing after the lockdowns and everything when the pandemic started, but also the situation with employment, the mental health, uh, etc. Uh, so we are also a lot of trying to soften the impact that had the pandemic on us. So we are all together working the government, the non-governmental organization, uh, the European Union as well. Uh, so talking about the needs of the young people, uh, so this was the first question when I was preparing the concept that I want to like ask the EU ambassador, how is EU identifying the needs of the young people when they are doing their uh, measures and programs for softening the impact, for example, for the pandemic, but also in general? I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. The pandemic has been difficult for everyone. I think two groups have been particularly badly affected. One is older people, uh, which has often meant restrictions on movement and meeting family members. And for older people, um, you know, um, if, if how long has it been now? It's in March 2020 onwards. That's a long period of their life. And young people really affected because for many young people, the pandemic hit just at that moment when they were high school, so they're expecting to make friends or they were developing friendships, developing social relations, that was cut short, or going to university, or participating in an Erasmus program abroad, all of that cut back. So it's been really tough. How do we go about identifying needs? Um, we do it in different ways. We have regular debates with young people on different themes, from the Green Deal, um, democracy, human rights, uh, rule of law, corruption, to skills, work skills, that kind of thing. So in those debates, I think we learn a lot because we're listening to what young people say, what their experiences, not just in Skopje, but from across the country. Uh, and then as we're rolling out projects and ideas, we normally talk to civil society, organizations which represent young people to make sure that they are um, their views are taken into account in doing it. For example, these Europe houses here came from an idea of young people who said they wanted more 
spaces to meet. And my predecessor, working with our team, then decided, well, let's, let's turn what we have, which is a European information center, into a space that can be about European values, European programs, and European information, but most of all, a space where young people can come together, engage, and talk on issues of importance to them. Thank you. This was like uh, uh, this was very impressive, and also uh, uh, while we're here at the European Union, uh, 2022 is a year dedicated on youth in you. So I'm also a young person, and I also when I'm when I want to see here in my society is also to see that the support for the government uh, should be in the uh, of the young people. So uh, for me as a young uh, person, I, would, I really want to hear advice from you. So please advise me how we, the young people in North Macedonia, can act to put the focus on us in uh, 2022, uh, uh, to be the year of youth in North Macedonia as well. Look, I really don't think you need advice from me because I think you know. Uh, I think it's about uh, engaging. It's about organizing yourselves. It's about arranging public events, public debates, getting your voice out there. Um, I mean, the Youth Alliance, that's what you do. And I think that's the best way forward. Uh, engagement, mobilization, bringing everyone together. And in particular, making sure that you get, in Skopje, you get across the whole city. You meet people from all sorts of backgrounds. And also you get outside of Skopje and you, you get across the country so you can meet people from different cities, people from rural backgrounds who otherwise would not be part of that debate. Nice. And uh, the new year is almost at, is knocking on the door. In one and a half week, we're starting the new year. So everyone is making their new year uh, resolutions. I also did mine. So I want to ask you about your new year resolution because you're well known as the promoter of the European youth values. So which European youth, uh, which European value is your wish to uh, focus on implementation in 2022? You know, European values kind of go together. So you have, you know, human rights, respect for human rights, democracy, rule of law. So it's difficult for me to say, oh, this year it should be this human right or it should be that. What I would say, European, the year of European youth should be about what I've been talking about throughout this interview, is about engagement, about being part of that process of change, about making sure that your voice helps to shape the future, your future. Uh, actually, not my future, it's your future. Um, and so I think what I would say is to make that year really effective, I would say to young people, get involved, get engaged, tell people, speak out about what's important to you. Uh, in the end, I would like to say thank you for coming with us. That was my final question. And uh, first of all, I would like to say thank you for being with us here, for accepting our invitation, uh, for uh, your openness and this fruitful discussion. For me, as a young person, it's um, First, it's my honor, but then it's, it's my pleasure to talk about the, this um, topic uh, with someone who is, uh, I would say, one of the leaders in not only in our country, but also in Europe uh, regarding the EU process and, um, um, and EU integration in our country. Um, we can all agree as the sum up of, the, of, of this talk that the young people 
are the ones uh, should that we should put the spotlight on uh, regarding this process, but also because they are the future decision makers and the future leaders in our society. But also the young people are the real believers and um, uh, promoters of the European values, uh, and they are the future not only here in North Macedonia, not only in the region, but also they are the future in the uh, Europe as well as the future uh, European citizens, as you've mentioned also in the beginning. Uh, so thank you all for um, who is watching and who is uh, supporting us. Uh, this was the uh, podcast, uh, the episode of the podcast uh, European Talks, episode eight, where the young people are the focus in our uh, talks. So once again, I would like to say thank you for uh, Europe House and the European delegation in North Macedonia who is supporting us. Uh, I hope that you make your uh, list uh, for resolution uh, in this year and that you added the promotion of the European Elus as I did before when I was making my list. So now because it's also in the end of the year, so see you in the next year. Bye. And let me just say yeah. to everyone, happy holidays and have a great European year of youth in 2022. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.